The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. You can be seated. So today is Baptism of Our Lord Sunday. And it's a day in the church's calendar when we hear about Jesus' own baptism. And it's also the perfect time to do some review of our own Lutheran understanding of baptism. Because the way we think about baptism is a little bit different than how other churches sometimes understand baptism. Now, I'm going to assume that you all know baptism has something to do with water, right? has something to do with water. But what exactly is baptism? What's happening in baptism? I want to give you a very technical explanation of baptism. And then I want to break it down piece by piece. So here, oh, it's already there. Here is the definition. In holy baptism, the triune God delivers us from the forces of evil, puts our sinful self to death, gives us new birth, adopts us as children, and makes us members of the body of Christ, the church. Holy baptism is received by faith alone. So the first thing I want you to notice is the adjective that's given to baptism. It's holy. Baptism is a holy action, meaning it's set apart. It's sacred. It's a gift that God gives us to provide a physical connection to the divine. It's holy baptism. Next, notice who is involved in baptism. The triune God. The triune presence of God is at work at baptism. Even in the story we heard from Scripture, Jesus the Son is baptized and the voice of the Father is heard, accompanied by the Spirit descending like a dove. All three are present. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. You are baptized into the three-in-one name of God. Because when you're baptized, you're assimilated into the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Then notice the action words at work in baptism. There's delivery from evil. Things are put to death. There's new birth, adoption, and we are made into members. Let's look at each one of those things. In baptism, God delivers us from the forces of evil. Do you remember the questions that get asked at every baptism? Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? Let me remind you, those questions 
and the response that we give to them, I renounce them, are also known by another name, exorcism. You don't need me to remind you about the presence of evil in our world. You have the news every day that reminds you of the many ways that there is evil in the world. But in baptism, you are claimed by God for the ways of good in the world. In baptism, we put our sinful self to death. Every human is a mixed bag of goodness and sinfulness. You are created in God's image, and you are good. But every choice we're faced with carries the chance of harming our neighbor, of harming ourselves, and subsequently bearing a sense of disconnection between God and each other. In baptism, we die to our sinful self. Our old ways of thinking and acting are drowned in baptism. Does it mean that you lead a perfect life all of a sudden? No. But it leads you into the rhythm of dying and rising, which is the pattern of Jesus. In baptism, we are given new birth. In the waters of baptism, you are born anew into this life of death and resurrection. You are given a new life as a disciple and a follower of Jesus. You are made into a new creation. In baptism, we are adopted as children. Jesus was born as the Son of God, but we join the family of God as siblings of Christ through adoption. We are named and we are claimed as God's children and adopted into God's family at baptism. In baptism, we are made members of the body of Christ, the church. Baptism is our entry into the church. Baptism connects us as part of the body of Christ, which is not only those of us who are gathered here, the people of New Life Lutheran Church, but it's every Christian across the world and across time. Baptism grafts you into the saints who have come before us and the ones that are yet to come. Baptism is for everyone. And it's all done in faith and trust, which is also a gift that God gives us. Baptism is for children. Baptism is for adults. It's for you. And it's never too late to be baptized. And that is how Lutherans understand baptism. Now, if we go back to the text for today... One of the theological predicaments of this passage that we hear from the Gospel of Matthew is this question. Why does Jesus need to be baptized? Because for many folks, baptism is about the washing away of sin. And certainly, that is a part of the meaning of baptism. But just as we heard now, our understanding of baptism is much broader and is much deeper than just simply washing away sin. 
The reason why Jesus must be baptized, and specifically why he must be baptized by John, is revealed in Jesus' own words. It is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Now, righteousness here is not how we think of it as self-righteousness, something that we do that makes ourselves holier than other people and makes our actions better than others. This righteousness is different. The righteousness that is being fulfilled is God's righteousness, which can also be understood as a different word, justice. For Jesus to be baptized by John fulfills God's justice. How? Because Jesus, the greater, is submitted to John, the lesser. And by submitting to John and his baptism, Jesus is showing how God's justice works, how God's righteousness works. The weak are made strong. The poor are made rich. The lowly are exalted. And things that seem to be foolish, according to the world, are revealed to be true wisdom. Jesus' baptism holds the secret of his entire ministry. Things are not what they seem. The last are first. The first are last. The powers and the principalities and the rulers of this world do not possess the authority they proclaim to have. Jesus was not baptized to cleanse him from his sins. Jesus was baptized to fundamentally orient his identity with humanity, including all of its weakness and poverty. God in flesh slipped under the surface of the Jordan River in order to reveal that God is with us all the way down. That is the justice of God. That is true righteousness revealed. We follow Jesus in baptism because he did it with us as a sign of solidarity. Thanks be to God for the gift of baptism through which each of you are claimed as God's beloved children. Amen.